Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, director of Priests for Life. It is our time for prayer and scripture. Great to have you with us. As always, leave your prayer intentions in the comments. And as we pray, we make the intention of lifting up each other's intentions to the Lord, either as we state them or as they are in the privacy of our hearts. Let's put ourselves in the presence of the Lord and then prepare to listen to uh, Gospel of Luke. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come to us, Lord God, with the same grace, with the same love, with the same free choice of your people that you did at the beginning of our creation. When you first made us, Lord, you came to us with completely unmerited love, and that, that unmerited love continues to keep us in existence each day, to give us faith, strength, and to advance us on the path of salvation. So we rejoice in that. Lord, bring us fresh repentance from our sins. Though our sins be like scarlet, they may become white as wool. You promise us redemption. You promise us that we do not have to stay mired in our sins or be defined by our past. Raise us up again today. Bless us, Lord, as we listen to your word. May we understand it more deeply, live it more faithfully, and proclaim it more effectively. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the Gospel of Luke. On a Sabbath, Jesus went to dine at the home of one of the leading Pharisees. He said to the host who invited him, When you hold a lunch or dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or sisters or your relatives or your wealthy neighbors, in case they may invite you back and you have repayment. Rather, when you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Blessed indeed will you be because of their inability to repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. The Lord is, uh, <laughs> He knows human nature, doesn't He? How many banquets I have seen, how many dinners I have observed by religious leaders that are so blatantly obvious in their intent. Let me court these wealthy people, these influential people, and at the same time how they choose to completely sideline and ignore people who are not, in their estimation, beneficial to them, or people of influence. This is the political... Uh, really, it's a, really, it's a form of corruption. This is the political mindset of so many religious leaders throughout the centuries. And Jesus here is not just talking to the crowds. He's talking to the leading Pharisees. But doesn't this give us also the heart and core of our pro-life motivation to speak up for, sacrifice for, and work for the unborn? Listen to this again. When you hold a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind. Blessed will you be. Blessed, you should be happy, some translations say, that they cannot repay you. 
because you will be repaid in the resurrection. You should be happy that they cannot repay you. That's a lesson about our love for the unborn. They can't repay us. They don't know even the danger that they're in. They are the essentially poor. Jesus says, invite the poor, those that have nothing. Who has less than the unborn child? Who has less? Who is more dependent than that baby in the womb? And yet we do everything we can to speak for them, to save them. We give our lives for them. Happy are we. Not only that they cannot repay us, they don't even know that we're fighting for them. They don't even know it. In other words, it puts that work squarely in the category where you are forced to accept something that you should be accepting in all your other kindnesses to other people, or not just kindness. Work for the unborn isn't kindness, it's justice. They, they have a right to life. You're not doing them a favor, you're giving them what is their due. And, and so anything you do for other people in that same realm of service and justice, it should be selfless, always. We shouldn't be looking for, and isn't it hard with the human heart to even probe the motives of our own hearts when we're helping somebody that we know they can give us something in return. And we want to love them just to love them. We want to serve them for their own good, not for our good. But when it is a person who knows we're helping them and who we know can also help us back, now, it's not that there's not a mutuality in friendship. That's a form of, 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 of love, friendship, where we expect a mutuality. You help me, I'll help you. We're not talking about that, that legitimate aspect of friendship, but what we're talking about is this pure motivation that Jesus outlines here, that we should be happy when we're helping someone who can't help us back, is a motive that should inspire all the help that we give, but in the situation of serving the unborn, we're put in a situation where we're kind of forced to accept that as our motive. Because we know they can't help, uh, help us in return. They can't pay us back. They can't reward us. They can't sing our praises. They can't put up a social media post or write a letter or go on an interview saying, oh, isn't all these people great that they were helping me? They can't do it. Let's run towards that kind of help. Let's prioritize that kind of service for the children who don't even know we're serving them. They certainly can't pay us back, but we will be repaid greatly in the resurrection of the just. And one of the ways that that verse comes true in reference to the unborn is that then they will be there. Remember that great quote from Congressman Henry Hyde, one of the great pro-life leaders in the U.S. Congress, he was talking about the judgment. And he said, there at the judgment, where we will be alone face to face with God, those unborn children will speak for us and say, He tried. He tried to save us. Be good to Him. Praise God for that. Well, friends, let's pray. And I want to pray uh, besides the normal prayers we say. One final time here, although I guess we can, we can do it again tomorrow. Tomorrow's election day. We want to pray for all the elections taking place, but especially for victory in Ohio this 
terrible pro-abortion amendment that would distort and disfigure the Ohio Constitution by inserting a right to abortion in it. So we'll say this special prayer. You can find it at uh, prayercampaign.org. Father, uh, bless all the intentions of your people here today. Bless the unborn and bless our service to them. Lord, send us every grace of which we stand in need and enable us to serve you faithfully. Bless the entire pro-life movement. Lord, those that do not want to work together because there are too many of them, grant them the grace to see the value. Grant them the humility to see the value of reaching out to their fellow pro-lifers and joining hands and joining hearts and joining efforts, working together. Bless the movement with that kind of unity and bless the movement especially with this self-giving love that your gospel speaks of today. We should be happy that they cannot repay us. Lord, give us that spirit. And we pray now as you taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Prayer for victory in Ohio. Lord of life, Father of all, we thank you for the great victories that you have brought us as we work to protect the unborn and their moms, dads, and families from the violence of abortion. Lord, as your people now have more opportunity to shape abortion policy in each state, we see many states restoring protection to our unborn brothers and sisters. We also see abortion forces attempting to expand abortion and even declare it a right under their state's constitution. Lord, we pray today for victory in Ohio as we work to protect its constitution from those who want to impose a policy of unlimited abortion. We pray for victory in the election now underway that Ohio voters will reject the effort of the left to destroy more children and their families, to suppress parental rights, and to take away from the people and their lawmakers the right to protect the unborn from the violence of abortion. We pray, Lord, that pro-life people from across the nation will join hands with the citizens of Ohio to stop this expansion of abortion, which, if it happens, will surely spread to other states. Lord, bring victory to the no vote on issue one. May your people vote early and bring many others to vote. May they speak up for what is right, take action for what is just, and make the sacrifices necessary to preserve the sanctity of life and family. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. God bless you, friends. Thanks for joining me. Spread the word. And we'll join with even more of you tomorrow. Let, and pray, oh, we, let's also, all the elections taking place tomorrow, and there are many of them, city level, county executives, mayors, 
races all over the country. In case you haven't checked to see if there's a race that maybe you haven't heard much about in your locale, in your voting district, either check with your Board of Elections or check Ballotpedia.org, a very good website in regard to elections and look up 2023 elections. Let's pray for massive turnout. You know, every, every year is election year. It really is. We think of the big ones every four years, every two years. And the odd-numbered years, a lot of people don't think it's an election year. It is. And not only in the handful of states that have statewide races, and God bless Virginia tomorrow, New Jersey, and uh, Kentucky, Louisiana, uh, and, and Mississippi, but also just clear across the country. These local races, they'll pop up. We have a mayoral race here in Orlando, and it's like, it's so easy to miss. So easy, too easy to miss. Let's get our voters out now because getting them out tomorrow, you may know people that haven't voted in years say, hey, are you registered? Let's go. Because then they're activated also for next year's very, very big uh, array of elections. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priest for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priest for Life generously? Go today to prolifegift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.